What up, what up, and welcome back to On the Break, a basketball podcast brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. It's your man, man, J-Mac here, Kyle Beats, Josh VG. What's up, boys? What up? How's it going? Hey, it's good to be back, guys. Kyle was sick for a little bit, had busted eyes. What else happened? <laughs> Dude, so... Dude, I'm feeling... train. Okay, so several <laughs> things happened, because we've been off for like two and a half weeks, but like... Yeah, it's been a while. The the tournament was happening whenever we were trying to record, and like it's it's starting to get to where like we only have certain days we can record because of all the other shows going on. So yeah. like... We had that going on, and then like Kyle got sick, and then it just it just seems like it's compounded. And then Dirk retiring the other night, and so which I'm really glad that we ended up waiting on this episode because I feel like there's a lot more to talk about now than there was a couple days ago. Yep, the timing of this is perfect. Playoffs just got decided. We got Dirk retirement. We have the uh, debacle of the Los Angeles Lakers and Magic Johnson. So we have a lot to talk about. And then uh, Josh is just gonna man crush on Giannis for 45 minutes we also have a podcast of that we also have to do that (laughs) yeah let's just start the Giannis pod we'll just do it that way (laughs) uh I've also got or we've also got to talk about D Wade trying to jump up on the table and missing dude that's that's so (laughs) indicative it's great though because it's like all right I think it is time to hang it up now like that's a pretty good sign yeah it's pretty funny Had to go get his knee drained after that. He owned it, though. He was like, oh, shit, let's try that again. You know, he played it off as best he could. He's like, I'm still getting like 10 million off these commercials of me running with my hot ass wife, Gabrielle Union. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Could be worse. Definitely could be worse. But yeah, I mean, I figured we would just kind of jump into uh, we'll go over kind of our our awards, some all NBA stuff. Look at obviously all the playoff first round matchups, get our predictions there, what we like and don't like and what we're excited for. Uh, and then, we, I mean, I feel obligated to talk. We got to talk about Dirk. Uh, we'll talk about magic and just kind of dive around. But uh, before we do, I got to talk a little bit about this fucking sickness that I came with. Came with is like, do I feel like I got the bubonic plague? Like some shit from like <laughs> fucking Renaissance, dude. It hit me all at once. I started getting a fever at like nine thirty a.m. at work. Am I? My boss like, you don't really look too hot. And like, I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm good. I feel a little weird. And I just like sit down at my desk and get like lightheaded, sick, and then just start sweating profusely. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, oh, shit, what did I catch? And I work out at like a somewhat dirty, sketchy gym. So I was like, oh, shit, did I have like an open wound in there or something? <laughs> you got syphilis for sure. Dude, I went from 211 to 198 pounds in five days. Holy cow, dude. So you weren't hungry at all, anything like that? No, that's the thing is I was like, yeah, I wasn't eating normal, but I was still getting like, you know, a thousand, like a couple meals a day, like a thousand calories. It's just straight water, dude. I was just sweating. Oh, it's so crazy, man. And then I had the, uh, Josh will know a little bit about this. The, my girl gave me the Mexican remedy of, have you heard of this, Josh? I've, uh, you know, this is, didn't exist in my household of the uh, Vicks on the feet with socks. Dude, yeah, I would get. <laughs> I, I would. Have, know about that. So, I, yeah, my my mom is a Vicks fiend. I'm pretty sure I broke my <laughs> leg at one point and she rubbed Vicks on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> Vicks will fix it. I'm not saying it's cultural, but it might be. It's pretty. I. Uh, it might be pretty cultural. I think they don't actually have real medicine in Mexico, so they just rub Vicks on everything. <laughs> like I get the chest. And maybe like the throat and nose, but I was being told like the back. The yeah. Feet, and I was just like, I don't know about this. Did you sacrifice a chicken? <laughs> of course. Like, yeah, I mean. Did you guys ever watch that show, I, uh, Everybody Hates Chris? 
Yeah. No. The mother always thought that Robitussin was the Robitussin. Yeah. yeah. Robitussin's a yeah. big one too. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna say it's cultural, but it might be. It's a little. No, Tussin's cultural for sure. Vix and Tussin, yeah. different cultures. But did you ever see the um? Every time, dude, because I I look, I'm six foot four, and I look like this huge white boy. And did you ever see the uh, Seinfeld where that one guy converts to Judaism just so that he can make Jewish jokes? Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like that every time I make jokes about the Hispanic culture, I'm like, no, I'm like 50. percent My mom's full blooded Hispanic. Yeah, you just Everybody's look like, like a complete no, racist. No way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When yeah. you told me that, I told uh, Alex, who was on our team, I was like, how do we tell Josh he's not actually Hispanic? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, so as far as uh, the awards go, I'm gonna ask Josh who his MVP is. I, I don't think this is gonna take very long. No. It's so it's Giannis. Um, let me tell you why. So actually, do you want to go first or do you want me to, do you want me to tell why? Do you want even a chance to talk at this? Would you rather give your opinion and tell me what, and then let me tell you why you're wrong? Or would how you, do you know I don't, how do I know? Not, how do you know I don't agree with you? Because you never agree with me. I'm fascinated to know what Kyle thinks here because I'm, I'm actually still a little bit torn. It's closer than people think. Right? I agree with that, but I'm, uh, so we know how Josh feels already, but I want to hear more about this. Why? So I'm going James Harden, but let's let Josh explain. And then I'll give you, since you're on the fence, Justin, I'll give you I, my and I'm argument torn between these two. So that's really perfect. Yep. And then you'll, uh, you'll make the final decision. Go yeah. ahead, Josh. Okay. Maybe we'll so work here, this out. Yeah, that'll be great. Here's what I will say. This is the closest MVP race. I think I've seen since the Steve Nash won his second one where Kobe averaged like 36 a game. But that one was only close because Steve Nash didn't deserve it to win it. Kobe should have won that, right? Yeah, he averaged like 18 and 11. So, exactly. So, should history repeat itself? Should the person that's averaging 36 points a game not win the MVP again? Yes, because Giannis, <laughs> Giannis is having a better season than Steve Nash ever even dreamed of having. Um, Giannis currently is – so, let me look – let me – let me look at you. Let me give you some um, efficiency stats, and then we'll come back and look at just like numbers, right? Okay. His the offensive rating for his team whenever he's on the court. This is how many points you score per 100 possessions. Possessions is 117. That would be far and away three points above number one in the league. When he's off the court, it's 111. Middle of the middle of the uh, tier. Defensive rating. So the other team's offensive rating when he's on the court, 104 and a half. First place in first place, right? Whenever he's off the court, 104, uh, 104.9. Actually, excuse me, 108.3. Not first place. That's top 10, but not first place. Um, so the team is actually four points better whenever he's on the court defensively. Harden, whenever he's on the court defensively, the team is two points worse worse per 100% possessions. The team is worse defensively when Harden's on the court than when he's not on the court. Well, yeah. The team is seven points better whenever he's on the court. He's having the best – he might be the best offensive player we've seen this side of Jordan, maybe even better than Jordan. I mean, are but we sure we haven't seen James Harden's peak yet? Like, that's where kind of where we're at with this thing. Yeah, we're talking MVP in this year. And also, well, right, we I know, but that's what I'm saying. In James Hart or Giannis's peak. No, but that's what I'm yeah. saying. I, I know we're talking MVP, but what I'm saying is like it's it's all relative, right? Like he is fucking balling out of his mind. But oh, obviously, are you, you're talking about where I said this side of Jordan. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I got you. because I think like 
James Harden is fucking like I mean he's obviously an offensive shooter. He's always been that way. He doesn't give a shit about defense. He never has. Yeah, he yeah. Was, he was second in the league in steals this year. Yeah, that's still why. steals can be steals can be manipulated. I don't like the steals uh, stat Agreed. as much as hundred percent. But he is trying a little bit more than before, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Um, but it's it's to me you can't. MVPs has always been like when have you ever had? This is the second best offensive player in the league, and probably the best defensive player, maybe the second best defensive player in the league, on the best team in the league with the best record. When do you not give that the championship or so the, the think, MVP, right? I think Giannis is the second best defensive player in the league and probably the fourth best offensive player. <laughs> Why do you think that? Josh has spontaneously combusted and left the left the show. I'm I'm leaving. So I mean, I think James Harden's the best offensive player in the league, like right now, right? That's fair. So yeah, oh yeah, that's fair. So Steph Curry to me is a better offensive player than Giannis. Um, they're different. Okay, yeah, it's a they are. Game. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna say KD in the in that that might, Giannis is more dominant, but answer me this truthfully. If it's, you know, game Giannis. seven, game seven, 10 seconds <laughs> left, and you need somebody to ISO and get you a shot, you're going Giannis over KD? Because I'm going KD because he can create in so many ways regardless of the, the defender. Even though it looks like Giannis can get to the rim at will no matter what in the regular season, um, the, for that, for KD's versatility, I would put KD three and Giannis four. And that might be a bad take, but I, I feel pretty strongly about that. So, uh, Kyle, what, you has, made me- what has to happen in this playoff like series round four. Uh, so I don't even know if it's first round, second round. You tell me what does Giannis have to do to get to where it's proven that he can get to the rim, even in the playoffs. Can I, can I talk to what Kyle said just to, just for one second before you, before we go sure. into that? Yep. So I, I agree. Like if you, if they have to ISO actually, I don't know if I agree with that, but if they have to ISO, I can give you Katie. Right. But the thing is like, they don't ISO as much. They run pick and rolls and they're great at it. And here's why. Giannis, as a pick-and-roll ball handler, shoots 62.2% from the field. That's number one in the league. As the roll man in the pick-and-roll, he shoots 72% from the field. That's number five in the league. Ow, shoot, I just hit my elbow. That's number five in the league. He's top five as a pick-and-roll man on the roll, roll side and top and number one as a pick-and-roll man on the ball handling side. Like, that's unbelievable we i don't know that we've ever seen that before there's nobody that's been more deadly in the pick and roll on both sides of the pick and roll than Giannis in the history of the game yep and as i was looking at, as i was preparing to do these awards tonight i was looking at the advanced metrics and i was like god damn it how am i going to argue against Giannis? like he's so <laughs> fucking good so, uh, so he I, averages I hear you. he averages 27 points 27.7 points per game and 12 and a half rebounds they're going back and they're saying this is what Shaq was in his fourth year, Giannis is better than Shaq when he's in his fourth year. But if you look at Shaq's second and third year, Shaq was better in those moments. Shaq never averaged six assists a game. He also never shot 66 or like, what is he shooting? 56% from the field? 58% from the field. Yeah. That's crazy. So, um, um, but I, I digress. Justin, would you mind asking Kyle that question again? Sorry, man. I didn't like, want to. He basically, you were asking me what Giannis needs to do for me to believe he can like do what he's doing right now in the playoffs for me to be sold on him in the playoffs. Correct. Yes. Cause I'm sold on, I think LeBron James is my favorite player. He is no longer the best player in the league. 
Um, he's still top five. I mean, if, if sure. you want to argue that, you're just you're just an idiot. Giannis is the best player in the league. He's got the highest ceiling, and he's and he's the best overall player. Yeah, he's the best overall player. I think that's what it comes down to, right? And I'm not blind to that. That doesn't mean he should win the MVP because if that was the case, LeBron would have ten or eleven, easy. So can I can I rule? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I agree with that. MVP has never historically gone to the best player in the league, uh, just based upon that. Um, can I ruin my credibility on everything that oh. I've said so far right now? We encourage it. Okay, that's great. Um, if I had Luka Doncic on my team and the draft rights to Zion Williamson, I would trade both of them for Giannis. Wow. Yeah, I don't hate that uh, take. I don't hate that take either. God, that's crazy. But yeah, I mean, he's obviously the only player you would do that for. Like, I don't know if yeah. I would trade Luka for any player in the league right now if you're saying you can lock him into a 10-year contract besides Giannis. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. So to I, would- you, I texted this the other night in my drunken stupor after I watched him obliterate Joel Embiid like that guy and Joel still had 30 but yes I've watched the entire year Zach Lowe has said it Bill Simmons has said it I think Nick Wright said it that everybody has said listen he's not gonna be able to what the the antithesis to Giannis is put a big on him that can actually move he can't he's not stronger than the big he can't play against him he dropped 45 on Embiid and he was working Embiid in the post dude like He was he would, offensively. He Defensively, those blocks, the one on the dunk was impressive, but a lot of those were help defenses, which we'll get to, you know, how good he is at defense later. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, he he is dominant, and he's stronger and more physical than people realize. He just doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. He, he's strong yeah. as shit. So he is, dude. He had – so Ben Simmons is no slouch. Ben Simmons is probably top – 20% strength in the league. Yeah. He had Ben Simmons guarding him in the post, and he took one dribble into his back and jammed him. Barbecue off. chicken. Just Dude, it was, Yeah, it looked like Shaq out there. And this guy's twice as fast as Shaq ever was. Better handles than Shaq ever had. He's a good passer. Like, this guy is I, – I texted you this at, at, on in Euphoria at, two, at midnight, and it might have been a little bit of a stretch. I think I said Giannis will – I said Giannis will have a better career than LeBron. Here's what I should say. <laughs> I lost my shit on <laughs> all nine medications I was on. That is I just started rambling and arguing against myself. Here's what I should have said. Giannis has a good chance to be the best player of all time. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Highest ceiling we've ever seen. Would you Would you agree with that, Justin? Uh, it, it's definitely possible. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's out of the question. Let me try to answer your question. I just want to see Giannis win one playoff series. As soon as I all see right. Giannis win a playoff series, I'm like, all right, here we fucking go. And I think that will clearly happen this year. Well, based He's on the matchups, this year. I mean, based on the matchups, that's what it looks like. He's one, probably gonna win three this year. Four. Yeah, yeah I was no, seeing if anybody would catch no, that. that works. Uh, How about that for so, a segue? Let's talk about these playoff matchups. I, I want to, but let let me move oh, to my finish. James Harden argument. Oh yeah, we, yeah, let, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, let's, let's get through the awards. We'll we'll, we'll we got some good playoff. Yeah previews and I, I have three simple points of why James Harden is the MVP and so I have Giannis two and Embiid three I won't do my top five I just have Giannis two and Embiid three hmm. okay okay yeah and most valuable and I'm always the one that says like who if you take them off their team who suffers the most and I'm being hypocritical because the answer to that question is Giannis because he has good players around him but James Harden I think has a deeper team around him yeah, but there's there's three points I want to make about James Harden. One, because at the end of the game, at end of the day, how do you win games? You score points, right? 
Like, that's how you win. James Harden had 26 40-point games. Yeah, dude. Just that stat right there. I don't care about advanced metrics. That's 26 times he put the team on his back. And they were 8-14 and 14 at one point. They went on like a 39-10 and 10 run. Like, they were better than the Bucks in that run, playing in a tougher conference against a tougher schedule. Do, and do Chris you know, Paul and Capella were out for a lot of those. Yeah. Do you know how many 50-plus games he had this year? Uh, I think it was 10 or 11. That's insane, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm counting it up right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He had eight 50 point games, and he did 50 points back to back twice. Holy God. He did he did 58 and 57 in a back to back. He scored over 100 points in 24 hours. My argument's over. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the other thing that you brought up too, though, is he did put that on his back. Like they, the way that the team started out, he dude, put the yeah, whole thing Capella on his back. and Paul were hurt a lot. Like maybe my argument, maybe I'll change my mind because I mean, Eric Bledsoe played out of his mind. Brooke Lopez turned into a three-point shooter. Chris Middleton was an all-star, and Malcolm Brogdon, we're all really high on. I mean, when Capella and Chris Paul are out, you got who you got? PJ Tucker and a overrated Eric Gordon. Yeah, at the risk of. At the risk of taking away from my argument, I do believe that the Bucks without Giannis are better than the than the Rockets without Chris. Yeah, uh, now that I really think about that, I think that's yeah, true. That's uh, true. So here's my other my other big argument is if Harden averaged thirty six three and two, I would not even look at his stats and I would give it to Giannis. Harden averaged thirty six eight and seven, so that's like a LeBron season, but ten plus points. Right. He still shot like 37% from three. He was second in overall player efficiency rating, 30.62. But here's my number one argument, Josh. And this is something I heard Bill Simmons do. He's like, you know, he's like, I always like to look at guys that are 42ers in playoffs. And 42 is total points, rebounds, and assists. So if you go like 28, 7, and 7, that's 42, right? Yeah. So James Harden's total of 36, 8, and 7 gives me a total of 51 and I'm around Giannis is up as well. I'll go 28, 13 and six. That gives me a total of 47. Yeah. That's why I'm going James Harden. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty easy to rack up those numbers whenever you're not playing defense, but I guess <laughs> yeah, that is true. It's, it's really close though. It's the closest I can remember in a very long time. No, I, I don't think so. It's um, Kobe said, it was Kobe that said that um, whenever you're doing something great, people will diminish it. That's how you know that somebody somebody's doing something great is because people act like it's not a big deal. Like it's not a big deal, even to me, dude. Who are, I'm a big Russ fan. To me, it feels like it's not a big deal whenever he gets a triple double anymore. Yeah. That's because he's doing things great and he's doing things amazingly. And even the jet, like even for me to joke around that it's really easy to hit those numbers when you're not playing defense. Yon, or James Harden is doing something great. This is the yeah. best best offensive season. I Since probably have Jordan 86 or whatever that year. Is. Dude, I would say unless he averaged 40 because he wasn't averaging no eight and seven. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, well, it's a season of 50 and 25, but we can just negate yeah. that. Let's say the last 45 years. Sure. Yeah. So um, pace of play is different. Pace of play is more. Or, and James Harden has a 40% usage rate, dude. That's crazy. That's super high. But um, where does, I mean, he's doing, he's, he's also super efficient. 
Um, we'll see if he tires out in the playoffs. I mean, that's not a hot take. A lot of people in the media have been talking about that, and I think he probably will, but I hope he doesn't. Like, I'm actually rooting for them this year, and I don't know why. I used to hate them, but I think they're a real threat with their depth when they're healthy to Golden State, the way Golden State's bench is constructed this year. No. Yeah. I don't I don't think so, man. One thing I will say is that the, the way to – nowadays with the way that uh, teams are playing and the, the speed that we're playing at nowadays – um, the way to compare eras to back and forth between like the nineties and now I really believe is efficiency. Um, James Harden's number two for efficiency. Giannis is number three. Embiid's or Giannis is number one. James Harden's number two. Embiid's number three. So those are your three guys right there. All yep. the most efficient players in the league. So, you know, who's number four. Uh, Paul George. Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, Big shocker, dude. <laughs> but I, I'm kind of uh, y'all. Y'all are convincing me I might be wrong about that guy. He actually showed a little bit of heart this year, dude. He went. What was he averaging like 28 and 14 after the yeah. uh, All Star break? Yeah. If he plays an entire year without Thibodeau and they actually get some cameras on him, I think he'll be just as good as Embiid. They've got to get a coach. He's more. Him. He's probably more athletic. Uh, he's not as good of a defensive player, but yeah, no, no, he's in that. He's in that category. He's probably. I guess you don't call Giannis a center, so he's probably the third best center in the league to me, behind Embiid and Jokic. But yeah. for the here for the sake of time, we can move easy award rookie of the year, Luka Doncic. I mean, no does anybody want to argue Trey Young or DeAndre Ayton? No, nope. I mean, eight, so Ayton. Give me a second. I'm God, gonna. I have some stats. Damn it. No, 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 no. I have some stats. These are some good stats. While you're pulling that stat, let me tell you this: Luka Doncic averaged 21, eight, and six his rookie year. To put that in context, LeBron James averaged twenty six and six. And how many uh, triple doubles did Luca have? I think he had five. Five or no, no, no. He had, he had eight triple doubles. Eight. So I think he had eight. Let me look at it. Trey Young. He was. Uh, he had six games where he was one yeah. or two rebounds or assists away. Yeah, he had eight. That's right. Yeah, because he surpassed our boy Magic Johnson, who will be a hot topic in, on this episode wow. here in a bit. Think about that, though. Luka had more triple-doubles than Magic Johnson and LeBron James combined their rookie careers. Yeah. Um, so I'm not arguing that Luka's number one. And if anybody's number two for me, it's Trey Young. But Same. DeAndre Ayton may be the most underrated number one draft pick of all time. Correct, because he's on a terrible team, and he just hasn't got the credit for how good he actually was this year. Yeah. So in NBA history, there have been 142 rookies who have averaged 15 points per game. Um, DeAndre Ayton shot 60.8 true shooting percentage. No one has ever done that before as a rookie. The other, as a matter of fact, the only people that have been close to that efficient have been Buck Williams, Magic Johnson, Adrian Dantley, David Robinson, Eric Gordon, Michael Jordan, Carl Anthony Towns, and Alonzo Mourning. He finished with 16.3 points per game and 10.3 rebounds, and he is the most efficient rookie ever to average um, yeah. a, tri- a double double. I mean, if you said, "Hey, I'm going to take this guy number one overall. He's going to be 16 and 10 at you know high 50s percentage." You're all over that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. His true shooting percentage was 60.8 percent. Um, so yeah. like this, this guy, like we're not looking at him, and nobody's been looking at him in, in the entire year except for the Phoenix Suns fans. He's going to be an all time great. Well, it's hard on, when you're on a team that wins less than 20 games and you That's have an true. organization that doesn't know what they're doing and they don't have a point guard. Like, get that get that true center of point guard and see what he can actually do. Yeah. Especially next to yeah. Booker. Yeah, you have Booker running in point guard who's clearly a two. He dropped 70 points on a ga- in a game. Why is he running your offense? Like, he's exactly. not 
a facilitator. Yeah. The issue they, is they're going to... They go lost in the game. They scored 70 points. So that's not a recipe for success. It's bad. The issue that they're going to run into is there's not a point guard that you can pair with Booker this year. Like, you can take Ja Morant, but yeah. you're going to have two really bad defensive... Uh, a really bad defensive backcourt. So you just give Ja horse steroids. <laughs> I told, yeah, I told Josh on... Uh, on work work Skypes and he couldn't contain himself, so he had to hop off and text me that Zion. <laughs> I was like, dude, Zion's lower body is heavier than John Morant because he's dude, he is a hundred and twenty two pounds heavier than John Morant. That's dude, fifth grade bigger. Yeah, dude, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um, oh man, hard transition. Uh, you want to do defensive player of the year, Josh? I think. I think I know who you're going to choose here if I had a wild fucking guess, but. So, um, yeah, I'm going with Giannis again. Um, I, dude, if you watch him, Brooke Lopez does this. That flipping team is so good defensively and offensively, but he just makes up for so many mistakes that other people do. He flies around the court like Draymond Green did, except for he's twice as fast and twice as long. Um, Would you say you're giving it to him, though, because he's the best, like, overall team and help defender? Because he's not the best on-ball defender. Like, because he can't go guard like Damian Lillard one-on-one. I know you think he can, but he can't. I think he can, yeah. Um, I don't know know how to argue with, I know you think he can, but he can. Besides, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, um, yeah, man, he can. He's, I don't know, he's fast enough, he's big enough, he's strong enough, he wants it. Like, People keep saying that he can't do these things. Like he can't just pick a bit, put a big on him, make him shoot threes. He'll still take him in the post. Like put him on a guard, like defensively. That's fine. He'll guard the guard. Dude, I, I do everything. love that. When he, when you, when Embiid was just like, all right, I'm going to stand at the free throw line at the top of the key and make you come lay your body on me. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to hit you with a fucking shooting guard level move yeah. into the basket. And it's like, you can't defend that. Yeah, exactly. And Embiid was playing off of him for, 10 feet off of him and he'd take a dribble to the right and make a spin move and not have to take another dribble and blow by him and have a dunk, you know? Yeah. And then, and then he was draining threes on him too. So, but that's offense. I don't think that there's anybody in the league that's better defensively than, than Giannis. Um, he doesn't quite have, I said flying around the court like Draymond Green. He's not as great, as good a defensive mind as Draymond Green, but his length and athleticism make up for it a little bit more. He's okay. ne- he doesn't do this thing where Serge Ibaka always did, which just killed me. And I always thought he was a super overrated defender where he was so bad defensive-mindedly that he just allowed his athleticism to make up for it. So, therefore, he averages six boards a game because he's out of position all the time because he's trying to block shots. He's still averaging he, – he cleans up he cleans up uh, defensively, and then he gets the board and goes the other way with it. Like, that to me is big. Okay. What are, what are your thoughts there, Justin? I mean, so has Josh sold you on Giannis as, as MVP? I feel like he's done a pretty pretty good job, quite dude, frankly. Honestly, Although I like my Harden arguments. Who who, who do you, you settle with on MVP before dude, we I, move? I'm probably going to settle on Giannis as the MVP, but man, it is so close. I can't get over how close it is. And and you made a hell of an argument for for Harden. I mean, and, and they won what sixty three games. Yeah. I mean that that's a part of it too. And and given the fact that. Like especially the way the Rockets started off, and the fact that he just put the whole thing on his back. Eight and fourteen. Eight and fourteen, and those were stinky games too. Yeah, we're sitting there going, "Shit, these guys might not even make the playoffs this year," and they were like the biggest threat last year. Is that a positive for you guys for Harden? Because I feel like that's a negative for me. I mean, 
started so I, I get what you're saying that they started so poorly, but for yeah. him to have the mental fortitude of them being eight and fourteen, and then all all you know, Chris Paul and Capella are hurt for probably how of of the fifty games after that, they probably had Clint Capella and Chris Paul for twelve games, maybe like a yeah. fourth of those games. Yeah, and he, dude, he averaged like thirty nine over a forty game stretch, and they were like 31 and nine in that stretch. I mean, that's right. Yeah. Like I, I do put value in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I definitely get it. I see it both sides, but I think Giannis being the better all around player just sells me a lot. When I sit there and think about like, yes, MVP versus offense and defense, it's kind of hard to, it's hard to like favor one over the other, even though one is really fucking impressive and like, Unheard, like really unseen right now. So, are you going to give him defensive player of the year as well as MVP? Man, let me make my argument for please. Yeah, I, please help me here. I, my Josh, my mind Josh is bent with this whole thing. May quit after this. So, Giannis is neither my MVP or my defensive player of the year. I'm leaving. He is, <laughs> but I, as I stated, I think he's the best player in the league, and mm-hmm. I would put him top three. In both categories. You know what? He's number two in MVP for me, and he's number two in Defensive Player of the Year. The reason he's my second in Defensive Player of the Year is for the reasons I stated, I don't think he's the best on-ball defender in the league. He may be the best help defender in the league, but I never thought Draymond Green was Defensive Player of the Year, even though he did win that. And I know you feel like he was at at one point, Josh. Yeah. So Kawhi Leonard is my defensive player of the year. The reason I hesitate a little bit on that is because he only played 60 games. He missed 22. Giannis played 72. He only missed 10. So there's a 12 game difference. But go just Google 2018, 2019 Kawhi Leonard defensive highlights on YouTube, and you will, you'll, you'll probably side with me. He is the best on ball defender I think the NBA has ever seen. He is going to elevate Toronto to a place where I think they have a chance to compete and actually come out of the Eastern Conference, which they never did with the DeMar DeRozan look. Yeah. Um, now, he's been a fisher of having good defensive teammates like Pascal uh, Siakam, Dude, like Siakam. Serge Ibaka. But Lowry. guess what? So is Giannis. Malcolm Brogdon is a terrific defender. Yeah, Chris Middleton is. is a very good defender. Eric yes. Bledsoe is a great athlete. I won't talk about Brooke Lopez. But <laughs> he's kind of he's transformed a good that thing, though, right? Like, he's been good there. Yeah, he's been, dude. The like, Lakers let him walk are just fucking idiots. Dude, like, once you, again, we'll talk about that in just a second. Jesus. We need to get on with that anyway. Yeah, but so I'm going Kawhi as my as my defense player of the year. I hate snubbing Giannis because I actually like Giannis. He wants to compete. He's, he's a hard-nosed, um, old-school type of guy. Um, I hate that I don't know what the fuck he's saying when he talks. Like, I like to know what my athletes are saying, but I'll, I'll let it slide. But I got him second in MVP and defense player of the year, so I don't want to feel like I'm robbing him too much. Does the fact that he gave LeBron the middle finger about Space Jam 2 help you or hurt you in this argument? <laughs> that definitely, you know that, you know that absolutely bothers me. <laughs> he, he denied working in a camp with LeBron because he said he wants to be better than LeBron. Everything about my being and everything that I've said on this podcast would make you think that I love that, but I fucking hate it because I'm being sensitive about LeBron, but at least I'm man enough to admit that. Yeah, that's right. 
I feel you. I'm mixed on that as well. Like I love, like if it was anybody else, if it was Kevin Durant, I'd be like, yeah, fuck Kevin Durant, you know? Like, yeah. but I would have bought a Giannis alternative jersey already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have all three colors. Yeah. So let me tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> um, you already did. You already, you yeah, already, already been down this road. Come on. You've already measured me with adva- okay. advanced metrics of Giannis. Yeah, we're starting. So, yeah. Hey, we had most improved player. Did Giannis win most improved player as well? That's our final award. <laughs> Actually, yeah, he might have. But um, <laughs> uh, so let's just historic stats, steals and blocks. Giannis is averaging between the two of them 2.8. Uh, Kawhi is averaging between the two of them um, 2.2. Um, the most indicative thing, however, is last year. So last year, the whenever Kawhi played, not a whole lot last year, but whenever he did play, his team was seven points better when he was on the floor defensively than when he was off the floor defensively. This year, his team is two and a half points worse when he's on the floor defensively than when he's off the floor defensively. Yeah, he was really bad in the advanced metrics. But yeah. I'm just going eyeball test. And when I see him guard an elite player, I see him lock elite players. I see him block, lock down. I see him block his their shots. I see him force steals and turnovers and bad shots that he's not getting credited for on a stat line. And I see him hold elite scores to 19 points on three out of 12 all the time. Yeah. And that that's where I'm going with that because I think a lot of Giannis's stats are beneficiary of a great system that Budenholzer has in place mm-hmm. and him being a terrific athlete in a team system where he can float around because he's basically that floating guy and he's not guarding the elite wing player every possession yeah he's got another elite lockdown guy and chris middleton on his team too and malcolm brogdon like he's a pretty good defender too he's a good defender he's definitely not elite like middleton and Giannis are okay um but it's like i mean it looks like jordan and pippen out there right right so who's your most improved player this took this was hard for me i had four candidates i got siakam yeah so Siakam was second for me. We're just, we're all, your guy keeps finishing second for me. Uh, dude, ironically, Paul George was in this conversation with, for me, which that's you, where you don't typically think of a superstar. That's who you like, Justin? Yeah. Be, other than the fact that he's definitely not right right now with right, his shoulders right. definitely but, uh, messed up, but I don't take that away from him. 65 game samples. Yeah. I don't take that away from him because you can tell it's not right. So that's yeah. not. You know, I, I don't factor that in at all. But I, I that's Siakam was close for me too. Yeah, Siakam is up there for me. I really like De'Aaron Fox. You know, I think he's going to be a twenty-five point per game guy, and he came on strong this year. Did. Uh, so did Buddy Hield. That Buddy Hield is in that conversation. But my most improved player is D'Angelo Russell. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can yeah. definitely see that. I mean, he, he dude, he averaged. Like six more points a game. And it's just the the swag he developed of where he's like, okay, I can be the best scorer on a good team. Yeah. Like yeah. he's merged into an elite scorer. Uh, and he's only 23. So that that's my pick. I like Siakam though. And I think he's going to get paid a lot because he's a really good defender. Another player yeah. that the Lakers traded away. Yeah. Like God almighty. And there's a difference between averaging – like getting six points better from 15 and a half to 21 than from like 12 to 18. Like that's right. Big difference. And that's what Russell did is he went from that 15 middle of the road to 21 efficient score. That's like, that's a big deal. And I think he probably, 
averaged like 18 or 19 the first half of the year and like 23, 24 on the back end. Like he yeah. came on really strong. So maybe recency bias plays a little bit of a role there. Um, but that's it's hard to block that out though. Like, but I mean, I think Paul, so our selections of Paul George, Siakam and D'Angelo Russell are all, I don't think any of us have like a huge problem with any of that. I think those are all pretty, pretty good takes. Um, before we jump into the playoff previews, we're not going to sit here and all three do all NBA first, second and third team, but I'll just give you my first team. And I don't think there's a lot of debate at most of the positions. Like I think Curry and Harden are clearly your guards. Um, I actually don't have Kawhi on my first team because of missing 22 games. And Paul George would have been on there, but because of the recency uh, and the injury, I don't have him on there. I have Giannis and KD as my forwards, and I have Embiid as the center, although Jokic was a a, a close second. Yeah, um, so I pretty much agree with that. I would – and I don't know if this is just my hatred for KD getting there or not. I think there's a real – real argument that you can make for putting in Paul George over Kevin Durant. For sure. Yeah, um, so first, so I, seed, first seed versus th- first fifth seed. That's probably yeah. a tiebreaker for me. I can understand that. Um, that, for some reason, with, with all NBA, that doesn't bother me as much as it does in the MVP race. Okay. Um, so I would take I would take Steph and Harden. I think that's a, that is a no-brainer. Then I would take Paul George, Giannis, and Embiid. Embiid over Jokic because I know uh, when uh, Bill Simmons and Rosillo always give theirs, and they, I think they're both on Jokic over Embiid, but I just I see it differently. So Jokic doesn't. Jokic is less fun to watch than Embiid, and I do yeah. honestly think that that plays into into like these All NBAs or MVP uh, votes. For sure. Um, I would if you told me you can either build with Embiid, who is, and you told me both of them are going to be um, one hundred percent. Excuse me. Um, Healthy. Healthy, I would take Embiid over Jokic. But this year, I, I just think that Embiid was better defensively. Jokic may have been a little bit better offensively and ran that offense, but he's a, he's a liability on defense. He's the, best passing, yeah. he's the best passing big man in the league, but I look at it like this. I'm looking at Maybe it. Maybe of all time. I want four things out of my center. How can you score? How can you rebound? How can you pass And how out of the post? And how can you defend? Yeah. Embiid's better at scoring. He's better at rebounding. And he's better at defending by a mile. Yeah. That's why I'm taking him. What what are your yeah. thoughts there, Justin? No, I agree with you. I, I don't like watching. I, I think Jokic is incredibly talented, but I think he's still got a ways to go as far as his ceiling. And I think he'll be continue to be better, especially. See, I'm kind of of the opinion that I think that a dark horse is going to swoop in and get Anthony Davis this summer. And I think Denver is a really good candidate for that. I like that. Yeah. And um, they've got the pieces. They've got, I mean that system would work perfectly. We don't know what Michael Porter Jr. is going to be yet. There's a lot of factors. I forgot he's on their team. Exactly. There's a lot of factors. So I'm of the, I mean, that'd be a little bit of a risk for no one. You got to move Jamal Murray. You got to move a lot of pieces, but yeah, yeah, that that would be be worth it. And yeah, I agree. I I just think that Jokic has room to grow. So I think like it it impedes more of what he's going to be already kind of thing. He's, and he's I would honestly route. put Cat over Jokic, but I I wouldn't. I would talent wise, but I wouldn't because you're on like a 33 and 49 team versus the number two seed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean just like all NBA? Yeah. 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 I think he's more talented than Jokic, but yeah. Uh, one other thing to wrap this whole thing up. So Bill Simmons tweeted out the other day, since we were just talking about him a minute ago, uh, the weirdest NBA stories of the season, and so I'm just gonna run through a couple of these real quick because it's just gonna. 
it, it just some of these made me laugh because you just kind of over a long season of watching basketball, sometimes you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot about this happening or that happening. Right, right. So he tweeted this out. This made me laugh. Number, And I don't necessarily agree with this whole order, but uh, number one was Magic Quits Press Conference, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. That was weird. Draymond KD spat whenever they got into it earlier. Very weird. Uh, when Anthony throws, or, uh, Anthony Davis throwing away a year of his prime. Yeah, amen to that. Yeah, nobody saw that coming. Carmelo doesn't make it to playing in 2019. <laughs> That's not weird. Saw that coming. The saw that bu- coming. The Jimmy Butler taking on Minnesota thing. Yeah, telling two coaches to fuck off. I, I, I think <laughs> the over under on that was one and a half. Big yeah, fan. And the GM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a weird thing. Uh, the Bulls creating a leadership committee, which was really fucking weird. It's like the fucking Boy Scouts. Like, what is going on? Are these professional <laughs> athletes? Yeah, and then number seven might have been my favorite. It, it was just anything James Dolan did. God, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. If so, you listen to Bill Simmons, you know how much of an asshole he thinks James Dolan is. And James I, Dolan I, is an I, asshole. Completely. Yeah. Man, I took him down in a blog. I wrote like a 3,000-word blog about James Dolan. And <laughs> in about 15 this- minutes, it was just flowing. Oh, yeah. And, man, it, it was uh, over like an interview that he did at, right after he kicked the, that guy out for life or whatever from MSG. And it yeah. was just it was this radio interview that he did. And I just was so fucking mad listening to him just try to explain this away. And it's like, dude, your team won like 15 games this year. Like, what are you talking about? You know, it's just, he's an idiot. He really is. He's delusional. Yeah, he really is. And it's just, it's infuriating to listen to. So anyway, just, it made made me hate blog about him. (laughs) Always nice to recap on the weird shit that goes on in the NBA. I feel like the NBA usually has the most weird stories. Because we're dealing with probably the most, more sensitive athletes of the three major sports. Uh, I agree with that. let's, Let's dive into the, we'll start with the, Playoff matchups. We'll go Eastern Conference first. Yeah, I'm really intrigued by the Milwaukee Detroit series. I think Milwaukee cruises. I think they'll probably win that in five. Yeah, but I do think if I'm Milwaukee, I'd much rather have played the six or the seven. I'd rather play the Nets or Orlando Magic because your bread and butter is Giannis and like Blake Griffin and DeAndre Drummond are much better defenders and are going to create more problems than the big men on the nets or the magic would. Yeah. You're going to have a lot more action down low and everything. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But Reggie Jackson's also on their team. So they can only win one game at most. And Blake is playing out of his mind right now is the other thing. Blake's like actually hitting the outside shots too. Yeah. He's, he looks like, he looks like a he's a heck of a facilitator from the big man position. He looks like a Draymond Green, like prime Draymond Green on steroids. Maybe not as good defensively. Do you have any but, concerns about Milwaukee winning the series? No, Bucks in three. The last game will be forfeited <laughs> by Detroit. Um, Malice in the Palace Park. I have no concerns whatsoever. Here's why I don't have any concerns, dude. I don't think I've ever seen a like. Giannis is a tsunami that's enraged that you're living on his on his coastline. Like, I watched him. So the Bucks clinched number one overall seed. The next day, he dropped 35 on a triple double. Like he didn't take any minutes off. He didn't take anything off. He is enraged, and he not only wants to beat you, he wants to embarrass you. Like they're gonna sweep the Pistons. Pistons don't have enough talent on the court. I don't care what Blake or Drummond Drummond do. Not enough talent on the court. They're gonna sweep them. I think they win a game because Brogdon's out and uh, Miritich is not 100%. That's yeah. where my head's at. I think they win one, but that's about it. Yeah. 
Uh, Toronto or Orlando, I feel the exact same way. Like, I feel like Toronto probably sweeps or wins. Orlando's Vucevic, they got some guys. I think I could see Orlando snagging a game. Orlando doesn't have much outside of Vucevic, and they're going to double team. I would, if I was Orlando, I'd let Kawhi roam and I would uh, double team Vucevic every single time he touched the ball. I don't think, I think I'm more sure about Toronto trash in Orlando than I am Milwaukee trash in Detroit. Agreed, because I think yeah. Detroit's actually a slightly better team just because of yeah. Blake Griffin's a better player. Yeah. 3-6, um, same thing. Like, these Eastern Conference matchups are a joke. Like, I see Philly sweeping Brooklyn. Brooklyn's got a, had a nice story. Um, I, li- I like what D'Angelo Russell and Dinwiddie can do. I don't know if Dinwiddie's healthy or not. but Joe Harris the end is the- playing out of his mind, though. Yeah, and that's true. Harris, I mean, he's on fire. After he, since he won the uh, three point contest, he got a little swag. But I kind of think they take. Philly's got too much firepower. I still think they take one game here because Philly has that that tendency to lay an egg at the wrong. That's true. I could see him taking a game, but it's it's not going to be a close series. Like they don't have an answer for Embiid. Uh, They just don't match up well size wise. I was looking at the heights of their rosters. They just don't match up very well at all. I like I like Philly rolling there, and I know, you know, you may be a little nervous about Boston in the four or five matchup, but Indiana's starting to be who they thought they were going to yeah. be and slow down. Hayward's coming on strong. Uh, I like the Celtics to win that and and five as well. I don't see any of these series going to six games. So I think Philly tends to rely on Jimmy Butler to close out their games too much, and it's a little bit different in the playoffs. Um, Jimmy Butler has ice in his veins for sure, but I actually have Philly winning that in six. Um, I think that that is going to be the second most entertaining series in the first round in all of the playoffs. I think it'll be entertaining. Um, yeah. I mean, it'll be entertaining just because they're, you have big personalities on both sides of the ball. But I also think I think Philly relies on Jimmy Hero ball at the end a little bit too much. Boston, um, yeah, I've got that in six games. Uh, Indiana plays heck of really good defense really really good defense they're actually um top five in defensive efficiency um and actually the celtics are clicking though man like something looks like it finally got right i was gonna say here's the thing so it's hayward in the last like i don't know if you guys caught any of that uh celtics heat game it was like the third to last game and Hayward, they were running the offense through him. He was slashing like he used to. He looked like the Utah Gordon Hayward. And if they can run the offense through him and have Kyrie do his thing and, you know, it just basically run the way this team was designed, it'll be they'll lose one game maybe. But they, that's, that's what they've got to rely on here is, is Hayward getting going and being what he thought they were going to be. The problem, though, is you can't have Hayward do his thing or Hayward, like, move off the ball like he does and, like, have that big, flowy offense and have Kyrie do his thing at the same time. You have to turn that off and on because yeah. that offense isn't designed to have a ball-dominant dude that just controls the ball and isos. And that's that's the problem with, like, Kyrie and Brad Stevens' system is you have to – it's a give and take. Like, right. they're not designed to play with each other. Right. No, and I think that's definitely true. But I feel like it's still – that's the way you have to do this. Otherwise, it's not yeah. going to work at all. And especially with Marcus Smart being out for the first two rounds of the playoffs. That's a big deal. Yeah, that's going to hurt them more than I think people realize. Yeah, because he was looking like that contract was a steal for a little bit there. Yeah. He'll be fine, that, but... That would hurt them more if Vic was healthy in this series because that's who would be guarding him. No. That's true. 
I'm not worried about that. I think I think Boston gets out of that series pretty easily. Yeah, pretty uh, easily, but it may go to six games. Okay. We'll see though. Yeah, I got all those games, all those series going four or five. Uh Same. transition to the Western Conference. Golden State Clippers couldn't be le- less interested in a series. This is my this is probably the worst. Toronto Orlando is a pretty terrible first round series, but yeah, Golden State Clippers, I have no interest in that. Um Clippers, Clippers have been a good story and like Lou Williams is is exciting and Patrick Beverly is a real asshole, but that's about, you know, like yeah. the Clippers just don't do much for me. I think Golden State sweeps and I just, I probably won't watch any of these games. I'll catch the highlights. I'm excited to see how much Montrez Harrell pisses him off. Um, but uh, I think that the reason why I'm kind of excited to see some of these games is I want to see how good Golden State looks when they're actually in quote unquote playoff mode. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, like, are they going to try in this series even? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So are we, are they even going to, because if I was them, like, or if I if I'm in that locker room, if Draymond's in that locker room, you know that he's saying this is when you got to start going. We got we can't take these games off and go limping into Houston. So I, I don't know if we're gonna look really good or if they're gonna take another series off. Um, so I'm pretty interested to see that. How disrespectful would it be if they like rested Katie and Clay for work for uh, load management in the first game? Oh, that'd be great. I think that I think they'd still five go if they did that. Yeah, that'd be uh, great. the two seven is sexy in a non-sexy way. We've talked about this. Neither yeah. of these teams play sexy brands of basketball, but it's an intriguing matchup because I think the Spurs, even though they're not as hot as I wanted them to be at the end of the se- season, I think they're, you know, just them having the pop edge yep. can definitely challenge Denver, even though Denver's a great home team. Obviously, San Antonio is going to have to win one game there. Um, I think it'll probably have to be one of the first two because I don't see you winning a game seven there. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess you go back and win game five. But nevertheless, I think if San Antonio wins one game and they split and go home 1-1, I could see them winning the series for sure. Yeah. I'm calling it right now. Aldridge is dropping 40 at least twice in the series. Yeah, because who's guarding him on that team? Right. Yeah. He's going to work Jokic. But... Well, so who you, who you got winning the series, Josh? Oh, my bad. Uh, yeah, Denver still. <laughs> Denver still. I, I think they'll still win, but LaMarcus will have a big series. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm excited for the, that. Series. What do you think, Justin? Uh, you 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 with me on there? Are you gonna yeah. you gonna ride out Denver, dude? I I think that Denver ultimately wins this this series, but I think that San Antonio will really give them a run for their money, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if San Antonio beat them. I think that they're beatable. I've been saying that since about the All Star break. Okay, I, I agree. I agree. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. It'll be. I think we all both agree or all agree that'll go at least six games either way. Yeah, that'll be electric. We'll have to do maybe a live watch party for one of those games. I like it. If that gets to uh, six or seven. We're definitely we're definitely gonna like, do that. But yeah, not like real, not like real electric. Like maybe static electric. Yeah, something like, like that. It'll be like, yeah, still kind of boring, but <laughs> exciting. Oh, oh Josh, your your humor. Uh, it's pretty bad. I like. <laughs> So at the three six of uh, of Portland Oklahoma City, that is a just a dodge bullet for your Thunder. They oh, got yeah. so lucky drawing the the beat up Trailblazers. I mean, Dame is still like having one of his best seasons ever and on fire. Not somebody I'm trying to see necessarily, but with McCollum, he's not he's not right, and Nurkic is Dude, that, obviously out. That was yeah. the worst thing I've ever heard. Dude. I, I mean, heard it. Just dude. seeing those dudes' reactions was like shit. Dude, I was watching uh, the game like as it like I was actually watching that on NBA TV. Oh yeah, because they have the mics up by the rim. Dude, yeah, and it just you could hear the snap, and then you heard all the like everybody like oh, oh you know, and I was yeah. like oh fuck, 
And of course, they didn't replay the the snap, but like, dude, you heard it. It was wild. Yeah, that was yeah, Paul it was George nuts. Gordon Hayward level. Not quite Kevin Warish, but I, I digress. Oh that, man, that topic can't bring that uh, up. Um, so something that scares me is they've been better without Nurkic. They're seven and two without Nurkic. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't look feel at the schedule though. Yeah, I didn't check the schedule. What's the schedule like? They played. They just. I mean, they played a bunch of trash teams. Like really? they. They beat. They beat Sacramento at home last Which night. Houston to get, could not do. To, to oh, get, no, Houston lost to who did, who did Oklahoma lose? City on their in their final game. I thought they so lost Houston, to somebody else though. Houston could have. Houston could have won their final game and been the second team. They are now the fourth seed. So one loss takes them to the four seed. So, yeah. I mean, that, that was, that was pretty devastating for them, but nevertheless, I like Oklahoma city coming out of this series um, in six or seven. I'm going to go seven in this one. I think this is going to be a deep series. I think so too. I have concerns about Paul George and you should. all listeners know I have concerns about Billy Donovan's ability to make, make any type of offensive uh, impact. Um Paul George is obviously not right. Um, he's been playing really badly since February whenever he hurt his shoulder. Or not really badly, but he's just not as efficient, you know. Our offense relies on him. That's how we beat Houston is just him making freaking ridiculous threes. That's what our offense relies on. And he had to hit, hit a game winner against Houston, which was a ridiculous shot at the end to beat them. It's it's. I have really con- real concerns. I think that they could either drop a six-gamer to Portland or they could end up in the Western Conference Finals. They're kind of an anomaly to me. Okay. I like it. I think they're going to end up in the finals based on how they drew and where they land. Because if they win this game, they'll play the winner of the two seven, I believe. But we'll 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 you know go down to that path once we get to the second round. The four five. I love Houston over Utah. I think Utah's pretty good though. I mean, I think it'll take five or six games, but I'm just not going to go against the beard in the first round. If he gets tired from what he's done throughout the season, it probably won't be in this series. Yeah, yeah, I um I don't like Houston as heavily here as one might think just because Gobert's sitting at the rim and Utah has a great defense. Um but they don't on on the offensive side, like if Donovan Mitchell's not on the court, they're bad. And really when he's on when he's on on the court, they're bad too. They just don't have another elite score. And I think that Houston's really gonna be able to key on that. So I have Houston here in in five. Um Okay. But it's that, just that might be my favorite series. I know we're about to start talking about Dirk, but I think Houston Utah might be my most intriguing first round series. Yeah, I I would say that or the San Antonio's Denver or San Antonio series. Denver. Yeah, it's definitely Western Conference Finals or or playoffs are looking much sexier right now. Well, it's going to yeah. be electric. I'm excited. We're going to keep on. Uh, we'll go, we'll hit the second round whenever we you know, kind of get there and see what those matchups look like. And we'll keep everybody updated as we kind of go through the playoffs. I think that's the most exciting time to do this show. Absolutely. That's where we started last year. So it'll be, you know, it'll be really fun going through the full playoffs this year. Yeah, we were uh, like, I feel like that was why we took two weeks off as well. Other than the fact that we had to get you well again and not, you know, sweating. So, you know, but yeah, man, it was kind of a wild uh, couple of days with Dirk and D Wade both retiring and, Magic Johnson quitting like all within the same like four or five hours of each other man you tell tell me where you want to start so with Dirk I think it's interesting because you know I'm we all lived in Dallas I've now moved but I'm obviously from there I know how much he moves means to that city uh, I think he's the greatest Dallas 
sports athlete of all time. People will argue Emmett Smith, Roger Staubach, whoever you want. That's Mike Madonna. That's that's bullshit. It's Derek. Um, no one played 21 years there. And he, he's one of the most loyal athletes ever. Like, you put him in that class with Tom Brady, Derek Jeter. Yeah. Uh, you, know what I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's 20 seasons plus with an organization. He, he could have left a million times, right? Like, yep. he definitely had offers to leave. And he should have. Uh, there are times where it felt like he should have. Absolutely. And he's just a great dude. Like, he has a great personality. He's a great dude. Gives back to the community. All that being said, as I've told Justin before, I'm not like the biggest Dirk guy ever. Like, I like Dirk and I respect Dirk, but I like athletes that are a little more cocky and swaggy. Uh, I like Tiger. I like LeBron. You know, I, I like Kobe. I respect the hell out of Dirk and I'm grateful for what he did, but he's just not like one of my all time favorite athletes. And yeah, I think that gets regarded as a bad take amongst a lot of my friends, but it's just, it's just the truth. I like good athletes and he's just, he's a, he's a talented basketball player, not but an athlete. Earlier, whenever you texted us, the way you phrased that was yeah. like that you didn't well, think. You well, I said, yeah, I'm not the biggest dirt guy. Yeah. And I was like, dude, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I was like, and he's probably one of my <laughs> ten favorite basketball players ever. But if he if he didn't play in the city of Dallas, I wouldn't give a shit about him. Sure, yeah, and I think a lot of people feel that way because I definitely used to feel that way. But I was always kind of indifferent. It was the exact same thing that you just laid out, Kyle. I expect I respected him, but I just didn't really feel either way. And you know, living here kind of made me appreciate Dirk and seeing Dirk. Other than the fact that like I kind of watched Dirk on the the back end, the back end a little bit. But he has such a great personality. Oh, he's so sure. fucking funny, dude. dude he's so yes. funny. But the humble superstar is overrated to me. Like, I'm just not as sure. about that as some people are. I get it. Dirk, I think Dirk generally cared about winning more than a vast, vast majority of people. And I think that he was in that, in that upper echelon of, like, I just want to win. But he never showed – he never – I never got the vibe, like, I don't just want to win. I want to crush you. Like I get from Kobe or from Giannis or from Jordan. Those are my favorite players. I could give a, I could yes. care less about the, about the swag, but I want to see the guys that want to embarrass people. But Dirk, no, like, you need nine pairs of shoes or I don't respect you. <laughs> yeah. <get the> <laughs> yeah. Um, Dirk, I never, ever once saw him. You can't say anything bad about Dirk. Like what can yeah. you say? Yeah. Like he's a lot like LeBron and like, except for not, as much anymore yeah but, <laughs> well he's like LeBron pre-2016 yeah. yeah exactly he's been in the limelight since he was 18 and what can you say bad about him he married a crack addict like that's all you can say that's bad about Dirk right he's just a great guy he did so much for the um for the city of Dallas and it was really cool and I kind of it was kind of difficult to watch like Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki both have their last games on the same night because yeah. they were both very similar in that they really gave their all to like one team. Like Dwayne went to the bulls for a little bit and went to yeah, some other teams. I was more cares. because of Miami. It yeah, wasn't even cares. in his prime. Yeah. And he came back to Miami and said, I'm going to retire with Miami. So yeah. um, I thought that was really special. I don't think we'll see much more of that um, moving forward, which actually really saddens me, but Legacy. I really enjoy that. I, I agree. I enjoy that too. And, we're not going to see that much anymore. You won't see guys sticking around at one franchise. I hope Luca does. Luca seems like the kind of guy that might, yeah, uh, as Dirk's replacement. But uh, legacy wise, I'm putting Dirk top twenty all time. I'll probably put D Wade top twenty five or twenty eight. Like I yeah. like Dirk a little bit more, even though he only has one title to the three. Dwayne Wade doesn't win those without 
LeBron, and he won the other one with yeah. Shaq. Like, yeah, Dirk won that with like old Vince Carter, old Jason Kidd, old Jason Terry, old Sean Marion. Yeah, against Dwayne Wade. Um, and he should have won in 06. We got hosed by the refs, and I don't even want to talk about that. So that's like they, they could have flip flopped that series, and then we're at 2 2. Um, Dirk played longer, and I think he was more dominant. I don't know. It's hard to say because there's times where D Wade was, you know, one of the best defense players in the league, but Dirk has the MVP. D Wade does not. And yeah. uh, I would just put him slightly higher. I think he's the fifth. I think Bill Simmons said the fourth greatest forward ever. I'd go fifth behind uh, LeBron. Bird, Duncan, and regardless of rings, I'm putting Carl Malone over them over him. Yeah. Yeah, I got him as the third greatest power forward of all time behind Duncan okay. and Carl Malone. Man, I uh, can't wait for this. It's hard for me to throw in small forward. Best season. Euro too. I forgot I was gonna say international, but I forgot that Hakeem is international. But best yeah. Euro, hands down. Like, don't give me Ginobili crap. Spurs fans. I cannot wait till this summer when we do this top 30 thing we've been talking about or top 20 or 25. We haven't really decided on a number, but I can't wait. Because Josh Nero got his list from 217 right now. Top yeah. 10 slash 30 by Josh Bristow. <laughs> um, do you think that you, so you have Dirk is better than D Wade? Just yes. a little bit. I do too. I, it's hard for me. It's um, close. close. I never, I never felt like, Dirk was as, as unstoppable as I did when Dwayne Wade won his championship against Ooh, the Mavericks. I don't know, man. There was a time where Dirk caught it at the free throw line and he hit that little step back like you think it's going in 97% of the time. That is true. He has behind maybe the sky hook the most unstop, unblockable shot in the history of the league. But I never felt like that. Like he was never oppressive to me. You know, like Dwayne Wade, when he was slashing to the rim, yes. was felt oppressive. Um, his defense, Dirk, too. Yeah, Dirk never felt like that. Whenever whenever it'd be like – like you see these – if you look at the career highlights of Dwayne Wade, you see him steal the – there was one game where he stole the – the team was down one. He stole the ball and hit a half-court shot to win. Like, down one without the ball, he steals the ball and hit a half-court shot to win. Like, that's just – and that was like the typified Dwayne Wade. He was just this – he was everywhere on the court, you know. And I never felt as oppressed by Dirk as I did by Dwayne by Dwayne Wade, but um, Dirk, I don't think that's taking anything from Dirk. I think Dwayne Wade is top five shooting guard of all time. Um, I think these are both, these are both obviously first about all Hall of Famers, but also both top 20, 25 players of all time. Yeah, man. I agree. Here's my final argument on that is Dirk has 8,000 more career points than Dwayne Wade, which is 25 a season without getting injured for four seasons. That is wild. That's crazy. It's so, absolutely wild. Here's something I text my dad. I want to hear y'all's thoughts on this real quick before we transition to the Magic and the Lakers and just what the hell that city and organization are going through is, you know, Paul Pierce came on and had the fucking uh, audacity. Shitting <laughs> Pants Pierce had the audacity to say he had a better career than Dwayne Wade. He's out of like, his mind. Fuck off. You're a Boston fan. Like, yeah. Paul Pierce was always really good. Like, yeah. top. 12 to 15 player. He was never a top five player ever. Not, not even close. No. And like, no. I'm looking, I text my dad. So I go, I can't believe Paul Pierce said that. If you look at the post Jordan era. So I'm saying guys that came to the league, you know, 96, 97 and later, even though I know Jordan was still in the kind of his prime, like I won't include Shaq and David Robinson, but post Jordan era, I was like, these 10 dudes are all better than Paul Pierce. You're not even top 10 of that. Like 15, year range i'm not even putting i'm not you know i'm not even putting a lot of guys in there like mellow who i think yeah. is better than paul pierce 
LeBron, Kobe, Duncan, KD, Dirk, D Wade, Steve Nash, AI, McGrady, and Kevin Garnett. You gonna argue any of those dudes are worse than Paul Pierce? Paul Pierce had to put together a super team to beat LeBron. To beat one player. To beat one yeah, player, yeah. yeah. Um, now, Dwayne Wade was on the same team as LeBron. So that's that's a little bit easier, but I don't think it's anywhere close. Um, Paul Pierce was great. Like, I'm not going to take away anything from Paul Pierce, but don't try and talk like you're better than Dwayne Wade. Don't come out and say that. Um, he was a great player, not better I, than Dwayne Wade. I would say that Paul Pierce is like maybe like a top 40 player of all time. Would you say Pau Gasol is better than Paul Pierce? Mm. Pau had some years, man. Yeah, man, he did. I know Powell's, how big you are on him. That's why I'm asking. I'm not, dude. It, it's the numbers. I'm just, are there. I'm just talking shit. But the fact that that's even like a conversation tells you that, like, okay, Paul Pierce, fuck off. Like, because if I say is Paul Gasol better than Dwayne Wade, you're like, stop wasting my time. Right. Exactly. Okay, actually, Paul Pierce was better than Paul Gasol. Um, yeah, yeah, he was. He was better than Paul Gasol. Um, he was the third best player on his championship team, though, because I could argue Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett are better players than Paul Pierce. Hmm. Kevin Garnett, for sure. Ray Allen would be more of a conversation. Yeah, that was, that was like the one that I was comparing with. KG was the best player on that team, for sure. Like, dude, that guy was awesome. Um, yeah, you like him because he was just like – he's a soul stealer. Like, that dude – He was, yeah. You know? Yeah, he wanted to dominate your entire family. I like I like that a lot. Um, but he was also a lot louder about it than – Giannis or Kobe everywhere. Where uh, where do we start with Magic and the Los Angeles Lakers and just like what the fuck's Dude, going on just, there? Just the fact that he walked out of like a meeting and was just like, oh, well, I, uh, you know, I, I haven't really told the bus, you know, Jeannie this he yet. He said Jeannie bus quote is like a sister to me. Yeah. But you didn't even fucking tell her you were going to quit. Right. Yeah. And, and that's when he was like, yeah, I, I just didn't have the heart to tell her. So she's probably going to be mad at me, but I just couldn't face her. And But dude, this is typical Magic Johnson. Like he does this shit all the time. He didn't like being a coach. So he quit. He didn't like doing the magic hour. So he quit. You know, like that's like, just kind of what he does. Wait, I really got to put all this work in and. Shit's just not going to f- come to me because yeah. we're in Los Angeles. Like, we actually have to, like, try here. Dude, it's like, what yeah. did you expect to happen? And, I mean, he, you know, he's obviously a genius businessman. He's got the involvement with uh, the Dodgers, right? And yep. doing some pretty good things there. Yep. Uh, he's been extremely successful with his own personal businesses. So, I'm not doubting his ability as a businessman. I'm doubting his ability to do a juggling act of all these things and then act like because I'm Magic Johnson was a great player – and I'm in the city of Los Angeles, that I'm just going to be able to have this, you know, A-list organization. And it's like, you're fucking taking this top five North American organization worth billions of dollars and running into the fucking ground and acting like you left it in a great place when right. you left it with a bunch of expiring contracts and an old LeBron no one wants to join. It's Dude, horrible. You're and has no correct. team chemistry because he threatened to trade everybody. Right. And the other thing about it is, like, it was, I don't know, did you guys see the press conference that he did where he talked about, like, how he wanted to be tweeting at Russell Westbrook because whatever he gets a double-double or a a triple-double and stuff, like, just, like, weird shit like that. And, like, he talked about how (laughs) Julius Randle and D'Angelo are having MVP seasons or uh, uh, all-star seasons. In the press conference, it's like, what? Just, those guys are on other teams. You traded them away. What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, those are two players. God, they got they should they could have had instead of Javale McGee, Rondo, and Lance Stevenson, they could have had Brooke Lopez, 
D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle if yeah. they just trust their gut. Like yeah. they've drafted well. Yes. Like they drafted Julius Randle. They drafted D'Angelo Russell. They drafted Brandon Ingram and Lonzo. Kyle Kuzma. Lonzo and on jo- top of that. And Lonzo and Josh Hart. Like you hit on picks, you're just fucking it up. Yeah, exactly. And and the hell of it is, and what people don't even talk about is the fact that there is a GM underneath Magic, Rob Polinka. Who was right, a, right. Because he was what was Magic's top like he, president of basketball operations or head of basketball operations, which really means nothing at the end of the day. But he right. didn't. I mean, do you really think that Magic was going to be in the gym in Slovenia watching, you know, fucking? No, not players? when you're worth half a billion dollars. No, and I don't fucking blame him. But don't go take that job. I think he underestimated how difficult it is to run an NBA franchise now. And I know he's a good dude and does a lot of charity, but I just don't fucking like Magic. I don't really either like that much. And I know I said I like cocky guys, but I like like cocky dudes that own it and I don't give a fuck, like Giannis and Embiid and Russ. And, and like even fucking Floyd Mayweather. I like that level of cockiness versus like the smiling, like kind of like friendly, like douchey cockiness that Magic Johnson has. It just don't try to be too charismatic when you just suck at your job. So the question becomes. Is this a good thing for them or a bad thing for them? <laughs> it's going to be a good thing I thought for them. Good. I, I say initially I thought good because I think they're going to have a harder time finding somebody to join that circus, even though they can pay them whatever they want, and they should. They should roll up the Brinks truck to whoever they can get that they think is the best for the job, but I think they're going to have a hard time. It sounds like you think it's going to be a good thing, though, Josh? It's going to be a good thing because they're going to have a run at Jerry West. Okay. Even for a chance at getting that guy as your GM. Because he went from Golden State to To the the Clippers Clippers. now, right? Why would he do that, though? They've got a good thing going on there with the Clippers. Because it's the Lakers. Yeah. He played for the Lakers. Because of the history. Right, right. But Jerry West seems like kind of a no-nonsense type of guy. He may be a little more satisfied just being – what does he do for the Clippers? He's not the GM. He's like an advisor of some sort. Yeah, he's like a – he's got like some specific title. He's like a board member if, if it was a corporation, basically. Basically, yeah. Like he's involved in the decision-making. He can clearly evaluate talent because he was part of Golden State, I believe, when they drafted Steph, Clay, Draymond, Patrick McCall, Harrison Barnes. Yep, like yeah. He was part of hitting on some pretty good players. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. And the, like I said, the Clippers are they're not bad. They're definitely not no, bad. No, but I think Josh has a strong point with like, okay, if you're already in the city – and you can go to a team that's going to pay you more. I don't know if he needs the money, but they're going to pay you more. It's the Lakers, right? It's more prestigious. Like, you leave the Mets for the Yankees. And you at the end of the day, you have – who's your best player on the Clippers? Lou Williams? I didn't even say any of that, but I appreciate the uh, you saying that I did because it's all correct. That's um, what you meant. Yeah, We're yeah. On the same no. page. We, this um, is something we agreed upon. It only took an hour. Yeah, and a this, half. Is, this is perfect. Um, dude, yeah, you're. I think you hit the nail on the head when you say you leave the Mets for the Yankees. This is what that's the same thing as this, right? Um, the Lakers are one of the two most historic franchises in the history of the league. Um, he played for the Lakers. I think this is a no-brainer if I'm him. Okay, but don't you think that at this point? The, it, it, it's going to depend on whether like so one thing we don't know here is whether Jeannie Buss is a good owner or not we haven't figured that out yet we know what her dad could do but yeah. we don't know what she can do at this point because sample size is, isn't long enough exactly. the best thing, she, still best thing out. she ever did was sleep with Phil that's right. the best thing that, that's far and, dude and 
And then Phil turned around and ruined the Knicks for longer than anticipated. It just all worked out great. But uh, <laughs> it really was satisfying. But at the end of the day, like, if she makes the right hire here, and, I mean, they can hire whoever they want, then she may as well go outside the box. So, I mean, I'm I'm handing a check to everybody, including Presty and anybody I can get my hands on, saying, let's go. But if you're Presty, do you leave Russ and Paul George under contract for – I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't leave that situation. If I'm Daryl Morey, I definitely wouldn't leave Houston. I mean, I guess it just depends on how bad you really want to be the Lakers. But you got to understand, like the pressure that comes with that, and yeah, the sure. fact that that shit might blow up in your face and fuck up your career forever. So it's like Jerry West maybe can make that move because he's 75 years old or however old he is. But you know, if I'm Daryl Morey and I'm and I want to do this for 15, 20, 25 more years, I may not want to make that move that blackballs me or puts that big of a blemish on our resume well and that's the biggest that's the other side of the jerry the jerry thing though is that i mean are you really going to want to deal with lebron i mean that's a whole other animal dude yeah and like you know how much i love lebron but it's gotten to a point where he is a bit of a he's not even a bit it's just he's too much of a diva like i know you're lebron james but like come on man we're still trying to win basketball games like together yeah i don't think he wants to put up with that shit yeah, so that's the big draw against that, I would say. You have to take a back seat to LeBron. Like, you got to put your ego to the side, and I don't know if Jerry West is going to do that. God, I hope they hire somebody that's going to let LeBron run things. What if, just what if they – here's some for your conspiracy theory blog. <laughs> Danny Ainge leaves, trades all these assets to the Celtics, and then goes back three years later. <laughs> what Fleece, if, just It was just a uh, backdoor fleece. Why don't they put Kobe in that chair? That'd be wild. Honestly, I mean, he that's not it, a dude. terrible thought. I mean, he's. A, he, I know he what you think it. of Kobe as a like as I know you think he's kind of a dick, which he is, but he's a really smart person. Oh, I yeah. think he he's a good is a very man. committed person as well. Yeah, I don't think I think with all of his business stuff, he wouldn't even come close to having time. And he yeah, I think that. he's having fun with his fucking cartoon books or whatever the fuck he's doing, you yeah. know. And he's doing his he's doing that actually really that little podcast that he does the uh, it's called like detailed or something yeah, like that. Details. It's good. Pass. It's really good. So yeah. I don't. I don't think he wants any part of that. He's he, he's definitely not taking a backseat to LeBron ego wise. Yeah. No. I I was just kidding more than anything. I'm just saying it would be a fucking train wreck shit show. That would be great. That's going to be an interesting. So obviously AD is going to you know dominate the summer, but that's going to be a close second of like who fills those shoes. Yeah. That they've got to figure that out here pretty fast because the draft is coming up. This LeBron thing. I mean, there's three years left. It could could not work out. <laughs> God, it'll be great to watch as it happens too. Every every day I'm starting to feel like my LeBron's gonna get one more ring is just dwindling. <laughs> well, and and like most of the time it's kind of like LeBron just going, uh, whatever, you know. And that's kind of yeah. a problem too, because yeah. it's like he kind of wants everything to be about him, but then he he's doesn't... not taking he's not taking enough ownership. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean that's natural, right? Again, his his plate is or his. You know, he's spread pretty thin, but that's his choice. And we also hold him to a really, really high standard because you don't see a lot of athletes, other athletes taking ownership. Absolutely not. Yeah. But LeBron's been horse historically pretty good about taking ownership of things. No, his personality's changed for the worse, in my opinion, over the last three or four years. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. There's been a lot to catch up on, boys, but it was good to do it. 
Can't wait. To- yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was a great episode. Absolutely. Can't wait to continue in the playoffs, and we'll see you guys next week. Later, guys. See you, man.